0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 291 of Cantina at Mex. I'm your host Jaime Landeros, bringing up everyone to speed on last week's chismes, drama, what have you. Tonight's burning topics. Mexico's squad is getting banged up. A few players have been injured in the camp. Nacho Ambriz fulfills his dream of coaching in Europe. We have plenty to talk about Chicharito and his brace over the weekend in the Cali Clásico. And uh, Chivas are experimenting with Chicote, this and much, much more. But before I go any further, let me bring in my co-host, the two-man Wolfpack for tonight. Joel, how are we doing?
1: Hey, Jaime, I'm doing pretty good. Fight all the
0: bad news. Welcome to the show. Oh boy, I don't even know where to start. I guess we can start with uh, Mexico. Some upsetting news. We've had some injuries over the weekend. Uh, Guardado is officially ruled out for a month with a muscle injury. And uh, I don't know if you saw Alan Polito's injury over the weekend with Kansas city, but he has like an in, he has like a new, it's like somebody hole punched his foot. So he is, uh, possibly going to be missing out on the gold cup, which leaves us with one sole striker. Funes Mori. He is the only striker (laughs) left in this camp because Henry Martin will be going to the Olympics. JJ Mack also, uh, Quote injured, um, but it it seems like the rumor is he's uh wrapping up his deal with Getafe. Uh, Joel, how do you feel about this?
1: Well, I'm uh, first, I'm gonna start with JJ Mack, and I do feel not so much wrapping his deal If, if it's a done deal, then it will be he doesn't want to miss preseason, yeah, and if especially you're going on loan. And so if if you're not it's a big it's a big thing, you know, for um, so so I I could see why he would prioritize prioritize that. So I, I don't blame him. Tough it's a tough choice to make. Olympics or Getafe. Then again he probably came to the same conclusion as me, Jaime. What's In that? Olympics, he said three three and out at oh. the Olympics. And he's like, yeah, I'll just I'll just go straight to Spain, might as well. Um, so that's that's where I think JJ Mac is, and if you know, uh, how how certain is it? Do you know? It's if it's, if the the transaction is it just
0: well, yeah
1: it hasn't been
0: kind of to put everyone to speed because I had forgotten that that had happened between in between our episodes. But yeah, the the big rumor is that uh, Getafe has. Uh, Asked about JJ Mac. Chivas are potentially going to loan him out for a year. With the option to buy. And uh, Chivas would hold on to a percentage of that future transfer. Um, the only thing about this transfer. That kind of gets me a little bit skeptical. Is uh, Chivas have had experience with Getafe in the past. And they've sort of screwed us over. Uh, going b- all the way back to when Osvaldo. Uh, was finalizing his deal with him. And then in the end. Getafe pulled out and ended up getting Pato Ambonancieri. And then Alanis uh joined Getafe. Uh but they did him dirty. They actually registered them with their second division club, Real Oviedo. And uh the the excuse then was that they didn't have any non-European passport spots. So they had to register him with, you know, the second division. He ended up having to play for Real Oviedo and then, you know. It was just a a big shit show. That was a free transfer. He was a free agent. Uh, He ended up coming back. It's uh, an
1: untrustworthy. Yeah, so... the the cheating boyfriend.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So so I guess with Macias, it's rumoring that that might be the same case where they're going to have to register him under the Real Oviedo. And, you know, this guy might end up playing second division ball for all we know. So I'm, I'm just a little bit hesitant. I'm not excited about this transfer because it's a loan. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it is, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's he's he's there's basically basically interest in him died out, you know, between the the COVID and the last season is it's just like his stocks seem to have plummeted. Yeah, and uh, so I mean that's that's probably gonna be his best bet now, uh, and I would say better than than Olympics, you know uh so I do think even if he's in second division i think i think it would be a good a good uh proving grounds for him again and that's that's one of the realities of Liga m x you know that you you could be killing it, but it's, it's still you won't convince a lot of a lot of times the teams from abroad you know a lot of them won't be they won't be completely sold. Which is, which is, and it's something we were talking about, Jaime, about, you know, how it hurts uh, the league missing out on, like, Copa Libertadores. Absolutely. You know, because you would, you would have players like Chicharo that was killing it in Liga MX, but then he was killing it in Libertadores. And and that was, say that's what
0: We were on a run to the final when he got approached by Man United. So, yeah, definitely a lot of eyeballs. And more prestigious. Yeah, and it
1: was, and it was like that with other other Mex players that ended up going to Europe. That they would they would play really well, you know, in in, in Libertadores. So I, I think uh, I think that's that's going to continue to be the case for for some, you know, where, where they um, they just devalue the talent, and for those they want to, because because I'm against it, you know. i talked about going to clubs and and selling yourself short. Or, or going where there's like a little guarantees, and so I've been, I've been against that. But at the same time, if, if that's what you're pursuing as a player and you want to take that risk, then you know, by all means, and, you know, go for it. Uh, but I, I think, if he is in second division, he he'll be a, uh, he might he might know someone, that's going to be coaching in second division of Spain. huh?
0: That's right. <laughs> What is it about, like, this dream of going to Europe that makes you so desperate that you're going to, you know, go at the first offer, man? Like, J.J. Mack does not need to play for Getafe. He does not need to go and play for this, like, mid-table, bottom-fielder club uh, yeah. on a loan. Not even like a, you know, that, that's just, I don't get it, man. You're better off staying in Mexico. You're better off going to the Olympics. But, you know, I guess his shooting boots are missing, kind of like Mbappe tonight in the Euros. He's just missing. He, has, he hasn't scored. And uh, all the rumors start to dry up. All the potential transfers start to dry up. And you're not even scoring for the Olympic team. And it's gotten to the point where they're bringing in, they're going to have to bring in Henry Martin, you know. And it's like, you know, you lost your starting spot on the Olympic team, you, you have this offer coming in from Getafe and you're just like, you know what? Screw the Olympics, screw Mexico. I'm just going to go. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm just going to go to Europe no matter what. And, uh, same thing with Nacho Ambriz, man. Like he's a respected coach. He's got silverware. He was, uh, Aguirre's, uh, assistant coach at Osasuna and Atlético Madrid. I mean, this guy should not be getting freaking offers from the second division of, of la liga in spain he's good enough to be coaching a team in the first division but because he's from mexico and we don't really have proven to we're not a proven commodity out there if he would have been from argentina or brazil he would have had an offer um in the first division but because he's mexican and he's uh he's he's dark he's indian <laughs> they're just like you know what Damn. second division man here you go snap no, snap no. uh I, no, well, i'm not- exaggerating but you know they called Hugo Sanchez <laughs> an Indio in Spain. So, I mean, I know they're a little bit racist against uh Morenos.
1: Well, that's, that's when he started, man. Uh, when he goes now, he's he's idolized. He's praised to a level that doesn't even happen in Mex. Uh, I think it's a few things. One, it's lack of presence. There's not that many Mexican coaches in general to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so that means much less coaching. At the international level, which is a big, big reason why I've, I've been advocating for a long time. Like, if you have to go to other teams in Concacaf, even goal if if you have to be an MLS goal, because the more, the more presence, you know, the the more doors are open, the more opportunities, the, the more that the Mexican coach is known. And this is something we talked about, man. It must have been a couple of years back in the pod about how. You had Colombian coaches taking teams from CONCACAF to the World Cup. You know, Pinto with Costa Rica. And then you had, uh... god damn, I forget this dude's name. The, the mark face, man. Um, he took Panama. God dang, I can't remember. He's got like that acne problem. But oh, the, you know?
0: yeah, I know what you're talking about. What guy's his name?
1: I can't believe I'm forgetting his name, dude. Um, but, but, and then you had Osorio taking Mexico, man. That's, that's, you know, and, and that, that could be the Mexican coaches. Why, you know, taking, coaching in Honduras or Guatemala or what have you, it doesn't matter. Uh, closest we got was, was, um, De Los Cobos who had, um, you know, he, he coached El Salvador and, and yeah. he had that one pretty decent hexagonal run, but, but You know, hearing some of the stories of what was going on, and we had, you know, we had a, we had like a a Salvador fan that's that's very close to the team over there, and he came on the pod, and he was he was telling us like some of the problems, like how over there they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even provide the Gatorade, you know, training sessions. Like that, you can't even you can't even buy that big igloo and then just just put the powder. Put the powder
0: in, bro.
2: Wow.
1: Damn, but yeah, and so how a lot of them, they wouldn't pay them. And so it's, it was, it was a lot of problems like that to the point where FIFA stepped in and almost stripped them because there was obvious, uh, it was obvious that people were, were, um, you know, taking the money, like, you know, because wow. they do get money from like the Confederation and even FIFA, you know, they, they'll, they'll give money just to help with with different, different things. And then, divers money from like TV rights and whatever, and yeah, they were just pocketing it, and and so the, a lot of the players were like, like I guess they didn't even care to be called up. Um, but, but just to go back on topic, yeah, you know, you you would want to see more coaches, and because imagine you you get to go to a World Cup, like say you're Piojo. Maybe Costa Rica approaches you, which it could be very possible, because they approached uh, La Volpe, who was there. That's right. He was there briefly. He was there <laughs> in Mexico. I think it was Aguirre that put that five zero. That's whooping. Uh, it's just damn. But but I mean, imagine going to a World Cup. I guess, and that's that's pretty big. You got to go to a World Cup, and then from there, you could jump to a uh, to another league. Yeah. Uh, but but for some reason, I don't know, man. Uh, they're not putting themselves out there. And that's – I know Nacho knew what, what it was going to be like. I knew he knew he wasn't – that first division door wasn't going to be open for him. And, and I, so I was saying that the lack of presence and I'm going to say also like the agents, you know. Like, like I don't think the Mexican coach yeah. has, you know, the representation from – to have a coach that's gonna, they could place you, they could place you in EPL or even the championship.
0: He needs to fire his agent, man. So does uh Macias. Well, I
1: mean, He got him, dude. He, even he got they, him there.
0: I wonder if they even have an agent, bro. Like, who is his agent, man? I wanna. I'm I'm on transfer market right now. I'm trying to figure out, man, because. All I'm saying is he's got an impressive record, um, and it's just like why, yeah. like, like. Well, we we going back going back to what we were saying about
1: Macias and Libertadores, because because abroad the, the Mexican Championship as is is not valued as highly, mm. and and I to say the big reason is because it's it's the short tournament, the, the short season, and all that, I think that plays into it where where it just um it just kind of. You know loses some some prestige or value uh for from people looking from abroad yeah so i think that's that's one of the reasons as well but i i think um and so i think he but but you know that the team he's with the team he signed for they're they're said to have one of the better um the better um uh you know money for for building a squad they they're like they're said to be one of the candidates to for
0: promotion yeah i mean well they they got relegated last season so they are uh looking to get back yeah. into the first division yeah and that's a tough job man like that is very very tough uh you know having seen uh ronaldo the brazilian he owns vallelovic you know they got relegated last season, and you know going back to the first division is probably the hardest thing to do because it's such a dogfight. There's not as much money going yeah. around, but you know I wish, and
1: that's that's
0: yeah, I wish them the best they, of luck. You know,
1: how you're saying there's not much, so that Nacho's team having one budget—that's the word, man. It was skipping my brain. Having having uh, one of the best budgets, I think that's that's a plus. You know, I, I think that, and they could ensure some some of the better players. Uh, so I think uh, I hope he could get them, you know, he gets them promoted, and he's up there. And I I think uh, I, I I mean I, I was I was a bit surprised to see how much how much criticism he got. There was there's a couple of, I've seen a couple of tweets, people just throwing jabs at him, and I was like, damn, <laughs> for all this for all this like talk about Mexican coaches they stay in their comfort zone and and all these yeah. things and and this guy's going against the grain and, and they're still knocking him down. It's like there's, there's just well, no winning,
0: man. Isn't it weird that like he did not renew with Leon because the money wasn't right, and then he ends up taking a huge salary cut yeah. to coach in Europe? So it's like,
1: I, I no, I say I don't believe that. I think you don't I, believe it? My, I, no, because I know he gave an interview talking about his desire to go to Europe. And he mentioned that. He mentioned the whole fact that he didn't care if, if it was second division. And at that point, he already knows. Um, th- he already knew he wasn't going to get paid as much, even if he went to first. You know, I think uh, if, as Mexico fans, sometimes we we, um, we forget how much they could get paid because uh, there's been a lot of players that have gone to to La Liga and they they could take, take pay cuts. Uh, Contemo Blanco, when he went to... To, uh, Valladolid? to Valladolid, he took a pay cut. You know, Valencia and Espanol. Yep. A lot of these guys, they took pay cuts. Um, Omar Ravo.
3: So, yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, because we, I mean, we we use like, and by way, I mean like fans on average. We we see like the big clubs and the big name players, and that's what we use an example. And it's like, no, that's just like the one percent. It's just like the the top two clubs, you know. Yeah. Maybe the top four, you could say, but after. Are you the talking about like in four, Spain? In any Europe, oh. pretty much in any game, you know the outside of like the top four, it's it's yeah. You know, it's, in Spain, it's, it's a nightmare. Yeah,
0: like <laughs> I, I think it, they fixed the structure a little bit, but I remember at one point, like barcelona madrid made so much more money from the tv contracts than like the rest of the league like everybody else was just getting like straight up like breadcrumbs but yeah
1: fighting for the crumbs in the floor
0: i know uh in the epl it's way more balanced and also in germany they make like all the teams get like a really good chunk but i know in spain it was like really bad so well
1: and that's that's and it's, yeah, could could you mention EPL because that's I think that's something that my Liga MX might try to do. You know, we might see it happening
3: uh-huh.
1: because because it well, I mean, it used to be Televisa at this point only has one club, which is America, mm-hmm. and then Tebasteca, the other big, they pretty much couldn't hold on to the clubs. They cut they, they they released Morelia and then they. They kinda of still own Atlas, but but sort of like Grupo Leghi manages them, so it's that weird yeah. stuff. You know, but it's pretty much obvious that they can't handle it themselves. And so so you're seeing all these other clubs rise up and and I I do think it might it might become a thing, uh, where because because Tem and, and Televisa obviously had the monopoly on on the whole league, on on the TV and the contracts, and they were pretty much divided. You know, they each had like ten clubs that they would they had the TV contracts, but that hasn't been it. So, I think it might we might see something like that, where the league might sell itself as a package. You know,
0: I got a question for you. So, you know, you mentioned we don't have as much exposure as we used to because we don't, we're not invited to Libertadores anymore. And no, we're,
1: not, we're not invited. We, they don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all, Mexico team is always going to be in like doors wide open, man. Makes is like, like the, the, the goose laying golden eggs. <laughs> One of wants mechs, man. They're, they're, they're your friend with the, the cash they, cow. They, they pays that. They pays the tab at the, yeah, yeah. man. They, it's, it's just, <laughs> that just pays a tab. <laughs> just, it, yeah, yeah, dude. Because even even um, even when Mex teams were playing, that's when you started seeing like Fox Sports and all these showing Libertadores here in the US. Yeah. And before that, that just wasn't there. So I mean, now you have another market, of two markets, which is Mex and the US. So more money from sponsorships, more TV, more. It's just way more money coming in when Mex is yeah when Mex is there. So they won, Max, but it was um, I, I don't know, man. It's I know it's had to do with TV, and there's it's other just, stuff. It's there's just there's it's just how they split the saved. profits. Not that's that's all
0: it is. It's just like, yo, we are the big draw. Everybody and like you know, like when we when we play, everybody tunes in. The TV ratings are higher. Like we generate you guys so much money, so we need like fifty percent, or you know, what I mean, I don't know what what the actual numbers are, but you know. Mexico is asking for a lot of money. They they probably won't agree or negotiate that way, so that's probably why we haven't been invited ever since. But my question is like since we don't have that exposure anymore, is it true now that, you know, cuz I I, mean, I keep hearing this about the MLS that it's easier to get exported to Europe because of the MLS because they it's easier for people to view those games in uh, in Europe? No. And it's like, you know, n- there has been a pretty good track record now as of late for MLS exporting players to Europe. So do you think that's why players like Pizarro and, and uh, you know, other players that have uh, joined the league from Mexico, from the Amekis are, you think it's true that it's easier for them now to, uh, to get a deal to go to Europe?
1: No, I don't don't buy it, dude. I don't, (laughs) you don't buy it. I don't don't. Nah, It's, it's, it's not like, like an agent is going to be watching MLS at three in the morning, you know? That's not how it works. Mm. It's it's if they know of a player, they might contact a scout friend that they have, you know, because and then clubs have scouts spread throughout, you know, covering the different regions so they could just send someone to the league to watch the player. Uh, and that's that's kind of how it's happened when you see like, for example, when Rafa Marquez was scouted by Monaco, uh-huh. not scouted when he was when they bought him. Yeah. They had, a, they were actually scouting a Chilean player at, during the Copa America, and he saw Marcus and he was like, Oh, this is the dude." Oh, uh, really? I, I think they, yeah, they ended up getting both players. Though, but oh, okay. He was like, "We need this dude. This guy." Is, Who the hell is this guy? He's like, a <laughs> yeah. Who so kid. Who's this kid? That was that was the, and so that's that's how they do it a lot of times. there they're not, it's not by TV, man. It's not like people are watching. You, it's not like they're gonna. Well, I mean, MLS is I, it's on prime time. It's, it's probably it, like at yeah. I mean, two they'll the morning.
0: And, they'll find a way, right? If if you're if a player is making noise, they'll find a way to get highlights. You know, it's it's not like you got to upload them to YouTube anymore. Like you know, it's accessible in in some in, in some way. But I'm just saying that it's a little bit more easier because MLS has that TV deal. They sell it as a collective bundle, and and I agree, yeah. and I agree with you that Liga MX needs to needs to work yeah. on doing something like that. Um, since we don't have that exposure from from Liga anymore.
1: Yeah, well, that was like not just like an exposure, but also like more of a proving grounds, you know. Yeah. So they they just for whatever reason they just not not, not whatever reason because there are some really good teams, but as as Mac, Liga MX has shown, not not a lot of those teams aren't that, you know, because Liga MX will go in and. and whooped that ass with the majority of those teams. <laughs> Which so so you kinda see how it's like the league I think the the league does need to do better to to I guess, I guess to be seen as more legit, you know?
3: Yeah. Absolutely
1: because because they you know that they, they were going into Libertadores and, and beating these teams from pretty much teams from pretty much all of everywhere, man. you, you know, you say Brazil, Argentina, it doesn't matter. They they were beating those top teams, but yeah. But at the end of the day, they were still not seeing the league. They were still not giving it the credit it there, deserves.
0: There was a uh, uh, Melvin Brown just recently spoke up, and you know he was saying uh, you know Boca in the final because it's I think it, we're coming up on the 20 years of that encounter where uh, Grisul made it all the way to the final, lost in penalties to Boca. But Melvin Brown said that you know they didn't go into you know, to La Bombonera shook, man. They came in there. They knew that they were the better side. He said, hey, we knew we were the better side. Like, they were shook, man. Boca were shook. And uh Palencia scored. And he said that, like, they made, like, La Bombonera, like, dead silent. Like, the fans were nervous. Everybody was nervous. And then I was watching some clips of some of the highlights. And, like, there was, uh at one point, uh, Cruz hit the post. But everybody thought, that, like, that was it. You know, like, Cruz going to win the match. Unfortunately, they ended up losing in penalties. Um, but I mean, the, you know, the, the Mexican clubs are respected in in South America, man. Like people respect Chivas, oh, yeah. people respect America, people respect Cruz Azul, man, because they've come in there and you know they've they've had some really good runs and beaten some respectable opponents, man. Like River, Boca, uh, Colo Colo. I mean, we've we've we went well, even Brazilian teams, man. We like, we've gone toe to toe with them.
1: Yeah, the, the Chivas team that beat that beat um.
0: Santos? Was... What was
1: it? Santos, and they had like an unbeaten record in their stadium of like 30 yeah. games or something. And then Chivas was playing a man down when they beat them. Yeah. It was Diego Martinez that scored the goal, man. He's in a breakaway. That was one of my favorite games that I remember. Like I, 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 was, I was thinking Chivas was going to get whooped after the, they call a man down and they, they pull out the massive win. So, yeah, you, we saw stuff like that although she was she was opening the kind of pass on, on Boca at, at the Jalisco. <laughs> that one was another one of my favorite favorite memories.
0: <laughs> so kind of switching gears, um I was at the game this weekend or yeah, last weekend with
1: the Clásico de
0: the Cali. Cali. The California classic. It was San Jose Earthquakes hosting LA Galaxy it was the first match of the season that uh, San Jose had full capacity. All the fans were there. A lot of Chivas jerseys and a lot of jerseys that I thought were Chivas jerseys, but apparently it's just like a, like a Fourth of July like special edition jersey for all the MLS teams. <laughs> so I was watching trophies right. like warm up, and I'm like, oh shit, he's throwing. He put on his uh, Chivas jersey, you know, <laughs> and then I looked at the badge and it had the Earthquakes yeah. logo, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Do you know
1: who would do that? Who? Cabreau. Oh
0: Cabreau. really?
1: He would wear the some Uruguay, I forgot which team from Uruguay. Oh, okay. And he would he would wear the jersey under under whatever jersey he was wearing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like a double agent.
1: Nah, I just I just I don't know, it's a whole thing about yeah. repping.
0: So yeah, you know, I was on the sidelines behind the goal. Um I got to see uh, Javier Hernandez play like front and center, and uh, he scored two goals in that game. Uh, Galaxy ended up winning like three one. It was pretty pretty embarrassing, to be honest. You know, to be a San Jose fan, I've, I I feel so bad for the for the franchise because you know the team doesn't spend money and they get shown up in their own their own home. And even like the L A Galaxy fans that traveled on bus like were louder than the uh, S J Ultras. Uh, It was just, yeah, it was kind of bad. It was (laughs) brutal to watch. I will say, though, you know, seeing Javier Hernandez live and in person and, like, three feet away from him, man, like, you know, you talk about movement. Like, that first goal he scored, like, I blinked, and, like, the ball was in the back of the net. Like, this guy is fast. And it doesn't help that the MLS doesn't have, like, the best record for defending. Like, they have really bad defending. But, yeah, that boy, he he knows how to get – uh, free. He knows how to score in the box. Like, his both goals were inside the box. And uh, he had a really, really good game. Now leading the league in goals with 10. And uh, he is not going to go to Copa Oro. He's not going to go to the Olympics. And even with Mexico's setbacks, with Polito being injured, all these injuries, Macias being injured, apparently, even if they were to swallow up their pride and, and eat crow and ask for his return. Apparently, he would not go.
1: Man. The beef. Is, is So, I mean, he wouldn't go now, right? Like, he would have been open before. But now it's sort of like, well, screw you type of thing. <laughs> or, or was it I wasn't going to go regardless?
0: I don't know, man. That's the thing because... Mexico has I believe until like the 30th of this month or um or sorry not even they have until like a couple of days before the Gold Cup kicks off to like submit their final roster in case of like an like an injury they can immediately like replace a player but I don't I don't know what's going on the drama between you know Javier Hernandez and the national team I don't know if it's his beef with Tata I don't know if it's the beef with the whole federation because of you know the pachanga and having parties and you know being kind of like a, a bad boy or just a locker room problem. I don't know what the beef is, but he's in a really good spell with uh, with LA Galaxy. I would not be surprised if they asked him not to go because they did the same thing with Carlos Vela um, a, like a year ago when he was on that really good tear and LA Galaxy were like on, you know, they were going for the title run or sorry, LAFC. Yeah. And like I remember watching um on ESPN Plus they had like that like docu series about LAFC and Bob Bradley like it's like hey man like don't go to, like <laughs> don't go to the national team like we need you here so I wouldn't be surprised if you know you're you're on a good run with your team you know Mexico kind of like gave you like the the middle finger so you know you kind of give it back but I mean in the end the one who loses is us you know the the national team the fans because we need goals and he's the guy He's the top goal scorer of all time and you're not gonna take him over some like I don't know pissing contest like I just it's it doesn't make sense
1: <laughs> well you did mention it he's he's only been on one on one gold cup. maybe he's not meant to pay, play them
0: yeah I guess it's just not meant to be but the thing about it is like that does on the hot seat you know we lost the nation's league you know, and uh, but
1: there's a final I, you would you really put him on the
0: hot seat? Well, I'm just saying, you like, say if if Mexico end up crashing early in this Gold Cup, like that could be labeled oh, as a oh, fracaso oh, oh, yeah. and that could be labeled as like a crisis. And, you know, they might even go for his head at that point, because you cannot lose this Gold Cup. You have to win this. You have to redeem yourself from the Nations League. You cannot let the United States beat you again. You don't want to set that tone I, going into the World Cup qualifiers.
1: He won't get sacked, dude. I I could see him. I could see even if he. I don't think it will happen. But I could. I could. Like I. I still think he's gonna make it at least to the, to the finales, be it final or semi. Um. But even if the team were to crash, I. I just I don't see the FMF sacking him. Well, it would, I mean, yeah. with
0: the pressure of the fans and the media, because the media is brutal, man. They can turn on them at any given time. So I could see the pressure amounting, you know. And then you you get off to a, a terrible start in the World Cup qualifiers because you're not going to have any fans in your stadium, so you're not even going to have a home field advantage. So you're going to be even under a bigger microscope if anything goes wrong. Any 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 sniff and like any any sign of like oh no, like you know this is going to be a a, a disaster. They will pull the plug because we saw what happened with Chepo. We've seen what happened when they were struggling to qualify for the World Cup. You do not want to have that happen.
1: Yeah, and I see that's where I see it going. I do think it would, um, he would, they will give him like the start of the hexagonal and then he would have to like crash really bad there. Um, but I I just don't see it. The region, I don't see it as strong you know it hasn't been for a while i don't i just don't see eh, i just don't i don't feel like like i've seen other world cup qualifiers other hexagonals where i was like damn these teams are pretty good
0: yeah i know just, it's not like the strongest but, just, but still mexico always finds a way to like disappoint us you know what i mean
1: uh, well, I mean, because <laughs> our expectations are always, they're, they're not always congruent with the reality of things. Yeah. You know, we we seem to want the whole coming under every four years. We want to qualify walking. Uh, but I, I yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think it's going to go as bad as it's, as it seems it might be.
0: I hope so. I hope so. You know, it's just right now we don't have any strikers. We're, we're, we had a call upon uh, a player that's not even born in Mexico who hasn't scored since <laughs> May or April, actually. And it's just like, come on, man. You have, you have this guy right here. He's scoring goals. He knows how to score goals. He's done it 52 times. This is your guy. This is the guy that needs to be playing in the Gold Cup, uh, extending his record, and, and carrying Mexico to a final against the United States. That's all. That's all I'm saying is like you want to take your best players, you want to take the players that are in form, that are hot, and to to snub somebody just because of whatever past, I just don't agree with it.
1: Well, I mean, this is the thing with with the coaching because what what you have a lot of times is players that can be very influential, and then they'll take control of the locker room, mm. and then they they could really sabotage. You know, they they could really like hurt. um, Or they end up having more say as far as, like, who gets called up and all that, you know? I see. Some politics stuff. So, I don't know if that's what Chicharro was doing. Uh, You know, we we do remember the whole World Cup thing where he was trying to get... Well, the story is he was trying to get a group of players to... revolt during the world cup so they could get more money
0: yeah i remember you you uh mentioned in the last pod and uh he's i guess he's the the black sheep right now the the ugly duckling (laughs) Yeah, you know
1: we have we we have i don't know if you remember when when hugo sanchez became the coach and rafa marquez was one of the big the bigger known players really and and he was talking shit i mean he said in one interview early on oh yeah we don't know what we're playing you know with with under hugo we don't have an idea of what what he wants us to do oh wow and that's like that's some fuck the shit to say man this this dude the the, the process just started you know and he's saying that and that's like like i don't think hugo took the bait you know because imagine Imagine what it could have cost if, if Hugo would have gone into the war with, with with Marquez, and then at that point, Marquez had just massive influence over mm-hmm. a big group of players. Mm-hmm. Especially you had all these players that were like, you know, from his time in Atlas and whatnot, and he was just highly regarded because of everything he was doing with Barcelona. He was like, you know... So I mean, damn, that's that's sometimes where you don't want you want to avoid stuff like that.
0: I get it. We'll have to see how this plays out. We have two selecciones and it's going to be kind of confusing because uh the 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 senior side is in LA right now uh, getting ready. But then the other the Olympic team that's going to be going to Japan is in Nashville. So they have a game against Panama in Nashville to, uh, on the thirtieth, and um, I guess they have an agreement that I guess Tata Martino has to coach that team in Nashville, even though it's it's uh, Jimmy Losano's team. He has to be present. I guess that's part of his contract with some or whatever agreement that they made. So he has to fly to Nashville. And like, quote unquote, coach this like Olympic team that he's had no, he he hasn't been part part of the process. And then he has to fly back to LA for the Nigeria game on on Saturday. It's crazy.
1: Well, actually, there's been talk that he has like, that he has had input on the under 23. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this goes way back, maybe a year, like two years, maybe. About him having um massive input, the only thing that is he didn't want to coach it, but that he did have like a big say on it so I, I mm. that might that might be part of it, you know right he's there
0: I see, yeah, so Mago will play uh two last games. Nashville, Tennessee against Panama. And that team will then be going to the uh the Olympics. And then the senior side will play against Nigeria on Saturday the third. LA Coliseum. We will be there. And that will be with the uh the older guys. I guess Funes Moria will be making his uh his debut since we don't have any other strikers <laughs> speaking about strikers oh actually one last thing about the uh, my experience with the San Jose earthquakes on Saturday towards the end of the match specifically the 87th minutes I heard something something that I heard oh. in Denver something that I heard uh, a few times before and actually I have a sound clip <laughs> So in an MLS match in San Jose, I heard the Puto chant, and uh, <laughs> what does that mean? Because it has nothing to do with Mexico. This is the MLS; these are American clubs. Uh, but I hear the chant. So where's the investigation, FIFA? Where's going to be the? Oh, man. Where's going to be the punishment for, for the men's national team? I want to. I want to hear. I want to see, see some some skulls be cracked, man. I, I want to see them really, really take this serious because that is unacceptable.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the only thing is, it's you know, like a FIFA event. So if it was done during like a club's World Cup or something like that, but this is not a FIFA event. So I guess that's. That's the excuse they were gonna get. That's up to um, MLS to address of like, you know, what's going on there.
0: I just think it's interesting because it's such a weird like situation, right? Because a lot of these people that came to the match, they're not San Jose fans. They're they're Mexican, they're Chivas fans, they're you know, they they root for the Mexican national team. They just happen to want to see Chicharito play. Jonathan Dos Santos, Efrain Alvarez, Chofis Lopez, Carlos Fierro, Alanis. Like, a lot of these... Damn, that's... Like, that's there's a lot of these... players a lot, in the... Yeah. A-, a, lot of these, a lot of these fans are just there to see, you know, players that used to play for Chivas or just players that used to play for Mexico. Like, they're not San Jose fans. So, you know, like, the puto <laughs> chant was, like, kind of like... I'm not surprised that I heard it, but it is an MLS match, and uh, you know Mexico's getting sort of scolded for for doing it so often that I don't know, man. Like if FIFA were to look into this, they would have to they would have to discipline the U.S. team, right? It wouldn't ha- it wouldn't have anything to do with Mexico.
1: No, not not the U.S. team because the U.S. team is not involved.
0: But it's the it's MLS though. Right,
1: yeah. Well, maybe the league, but it's, the league. it's basically, yeah. It's sort of like saying that you're kind of saying, like, should should the selection be punished because in a in a Chivas game, people only, oh, go I to,
0: see,
1: you know, yeah, and it's like, no, you would you would punish the club, but I I don't know. I mean, if it was done once, the league is probably just gonna ignore it. Yeah, it is. It is like a it is like an issue that's like very like sensitive because I bet the league doesn't even know how to address it where they can't straight out say what you just said. Yeah. Like these, these are San Jose fans. These are Mexicans that came here, you know? Yeah. And people could turn that on them and say, well, what are you saying about Mexicans or how do you know that they're Mexicans?" Yeah, exactly. So they can't, they can't even say that. They can't even make those accusations,
0: but I know the truth. (laughs) I was there, you know. I've seen most of the crowd. I I know who did it. (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's interesting. It's like a weird situation to be in, you know what I mean? Because it's like, oh, that's that's just like another another day in Mexico. Like that channel just keeps. All I know is I'm concerned, you know, for these upcoming friendlies against Panama against Nigeria. We'll have to see like what happens, you know. Are they gonna are the fans gonna continue yeah. to violate? Or are you know, I, I dunno, man. I don't know what to expect.
1: I, I think FMF just needs to put themselves at the at the victims seat. They they gotta do something you know, like NFL made that video and Football gay or what they called it. Um I don't know if you saw it.
0: No, I didn't see it, but you know, I did hear about the player that came out and you know they're like
1: no they, there's like a video going around that the nfl did and it's oh. like nfl or football's gay and so just <laughs> do something the same i uh, see you know do the fmf is gay or
0: put the rainbow the flag US on the gay.
1: yeah yeah on the school on the school the and then when the when people are yelling it it's like uh they're, they're making fun of us dude
3: yeah <laughs>
1: Like you're gonna punish cause cause they're abusing us now. Yeah and then that it'll go away, dude. No one's gonna wanna touch that. No one's gonna be like, oops. Uh and you know I'm surprised how this happened. Um, Because, you know, it's like the Euro, right? Uh uh-huh. going on. And they said they didn't want they didn't want the, the what was it, the rainbow captain armband or what uh-huh. was it? And and then it's like I thought it was gonna be this big issue, and I was like, okay, good. Take take some of this, take take some of the spotlight away from Max, and then it just kind of went away.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, what what? So yeah, man. I think with Max is
0: it's, it's, it's weird, man. Know, man, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I just I just want it it.
1: <laughs>
0: I just want consistency. That's all I'm asking for. You know, if you're gonna make us a scapegoat and blame it all on Max, oh. I want I want to see that same level of dedication uh, across the board. Not just in CONCACAF, but you know, like in UEFA. Like, wh- wh- how ridiculous is that that they didn't want to like be political and they asked Germany not to, not to show pride. Like, come on, man, it's it's really not that big of a deal. You guys are kind of like, yeah, suppressing that in a way by not. Yeah,
1: trying- I, oh. I mean, I don't see how they they. It's it's. I do think to an extent, um, FMF has to stand up for themselves because it's not like they haven't shown that they don't care they've been doing a lot mm-hmm. to counter that so it's just it's just you know for FIFA's at this point i do feel like fifa's just using using max as an example to take away from what what's you know the whole qatar issue yeah cuz that and yeah you know the whole and and it's the same with i see it with a lot of the the liga mex english family they ignore qatar too You know, it's like they'll say, oh, yeah, the right, right. And then but then they want to go to Qatar. So then they just ignore it because then they'll be like, oh, you know, we're not going to attack FIFA because then they might strip us of 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 press passes or whatnot.
0: Everyone's just turning a blind eye, you know?
1: Yeah, they're going to turn a blind eye. So it's it's a lot of hypocrisy going on, you know, so it's in, in our community, too, man, it's. I, I, Cause I see I see the tweets and I was like, well, how come you're not saying shit about this? It's worse, you know. And it's like, uh, you know, for it's it's becomes obvious
0: why. Well, I see what happens in these upcoming friendlies, but my money is that I'm probably gonna hear the chant at least one more time. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure it's gonna, you know, especially if like Bagel, you know, aren't playing well, uh, it might it might spill out. Against Panama it might spill out against Nigeria or both games. We'll have to wait and see um but kind of going back to the experimenting on strikers, Chivas are experimenting with chicote Calderón as the number nine he's been been playing as striker in these uh sort of like friendly matches that they they've been doing and he's been scoring goals. How crazy is that?
1: Not, not that crazy. A lot of these guys play more than one position. You know, you saw Campos. He used to play a striker. He did it pretty good. Um, would scored goals?
3: He would score goals. So yeah,
1: yeah, you you you'd be surprised, man. I don't know if you've seen games where where they don't have any more cambios and the goalie gets injured, uh-huh. and then you see some you see one of the players just put on the gloves. Yep. And you think they're going to be clueless, but but they're they're, they're doing pretty good, man. And that's that's just the thing. A lot of these guys have have some experience with with playing in other spots.
0: Man, you rarely see that in, in football anymore, but I remember like a few times growing up as a kid, uh, I think like a Atlas game one time where uh they were out of substitutions and the goalkeeper like got a red card for a PK or whatever and then one of the players had to suit up and put on the gloves and I'm just like this is crazy like this is so amazing like I if I was the other team I would just test the waters just shoot everything just just te- you know make them feel uncomfortable um but I for me like the the reason that this is for me kind of crazy about Chicote is like number one it shows that we don't have any money cuz like we don't have what? money for another striker man we're over here moving Chicote from defender to striker like come on man like what other team does that
1: I don't think it's so much of the money it's it's the whole the you know the league's not buying and then um they're not selling and and when I mean Mexican players they're not buying or selling Mexican players and that that's obviously it can hurt uh chivas man because there's just less to pick from and 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 we forgot to mention this one thing because you you were there at san jose uh trophies didn't score but he did give an assist and it was the 17 year cow old cowl that scored the, the the long goal and he's he's half and uh
3: yes sir i
1: don't know if they're i don't know if you're chivas you have to be like just you have to have your claws everywhere because you you need all the help you can get so i don't know
0: not even know. just for chivas but if you're the mexican national team man i would wrap that up yeah what he's that mexican go. boom i would start scouting him yeah. i would start recruiting him because he is he is really talented man i i saw his yeah. debut um
1: he's all right yeah well you know just really quick jaime because yeah. we we talked about him a while back uh-huh you know when when we found out and now you've seen him uh, you, you saw him from pretty close. I mean, you, you got to see what he's all about.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I saw his debut U.S. Open Cup uh, against Sac Republic, and I was like, who the hell is this kid? He was like 15, <laughs> 16 at the time. But now he's like a lot bigger. He You know, he's older, and uh, he's like the only redeeming like player from San Jose, man. Like everybody else is just <laughs> has-been or old or just –
1: you and trophies,
0: dude. Come on, man. <laughs> we got Wandalowski, who's like a legend, you know, but that poor guy, they won't let him retire because they don't have anybody else and picking up a bunch of sloppy seconds from Chivas, including the coach. It's like, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the only guy that brings like fresh air and breath and, and, and excitement and, and joy to this club. And I, you know, if he happens to be Mexican, I would be all over that, you know? I would be all yeah, over his that. His
1: mom, right? His mom is. Yeah. is-
0: And, uh, you know, because we're, like, Chivas are rumored to get, like, freaking uh, Efrain Alvarez from LA Galaxy. Kind of like Antuna 2.0, you know? Like, it's just, come on, man. Hey,
1: Antuna got called up to the national team, and he's been. No, he's, he's, he, thank God he's, he's
0: worked out, but, you know what I mean? It's like.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's why, but Chivas really has the, the whole league going into maximum overdrive with, it it really hurt Chivas. Um so yeah, it's it's looking like like the cantera man. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to bet on the cantera. And it doesn't seem like they were able to get the players they wanted, which was um, I know. What was this guy's name? They had
0: a uh, Erika Aguirre from uh, Pachuca, Araujo
1: oh, yeah, Araujo, Araujo
0: Nes uh, Araujo, uh Lalo Aguirre from Santos Yeah, there's a few rumors, but nothing came to fruition.
1: I would have been been happy with the first two. Then I heard that Rajo might be going to Monterrey, which I was like, okay, if it does go, maybe...
0: Uh, Hector Moreno is is, uh, Rayados now.
1: Oh, man, yeah, and they got this Colombian guy that's supposed to be pretty good. And, man, Monterrey's stacking up. And then you got Tigres with their two French internationals, man. (laughs) <laughs> and then we see Chivas and they're converting defenders to attackers. I see your pain, Jaime. <laughs> you.
0: Yeah. I've I, I just never, I've never seen that ever done before. Like I've seen players transition from like, like wing back, like or left back to like winger, like Gareth Bale. I've seen that before, but I've never seen like a, a a a, a, a defender go straight to like striker, like, that's, that's bananas. I know, like, Sejo Ramos has enough goals as center back to almost merit the striker spot. Yeah. But that's in, like, late, you know, when you throw all that carne al asador and stuff. But, you know, to actually, like, tr- make that transition to striker, I think it's exciting. And I think it, it would work out for Chivas because he's already scored goals. He's already scored some really good goals, Um, you know, in the Liga against America. He scored three of them. And I could see him making that transition because, um, I mean, to be honest, his defensive duties weren't that good. They were always overlooked by his speed and his ability to just be offensive. So uh, I'm excited. You know, if, if we are going to let Macias go, uh, that only leaves us with Saldivar and Oribe Peralta. So to throw in Chicote in the mix, that would be that would be kind of exciting just to for shits and giggles. Yeah, yeah,
1: well... You know, I think it's probably a thing where he would, when they do intermural's interescuadras, or when they do, you know, he probably he would probably play in some of the games and score. You know, so I don't think it was just random. It was like, okay, you know, like they put an obstacle course, to see who... <laughs> <laughs> or they drew they drew names, or you know, yeah. Uh, I I do think it's it's something they had already observed. They like they knew about him, and they were like, you know, the necessity now. So it's like, <clears throat> and it and you know, it, and then this sucks too, man. It sucks for for my boy, Midas, man, because he hasn't had any refuerzos, and and I know the fans hate him, and it's like, man, they brought this dude and and. No tools. You know, no tools, man. They're just.
0: It's like, yeah, it's we, like we hired a contractor, but uh, no lumber, no hammer, no drill, <laughs> no saw.
1: It's that, like, how, yeah, how do you expect they, me to
0: build anything?
1: <laughs> I got nothing. They, they, they want him to turn off a fire with a wet brick. <laughs> you know, it's going to be tough. It's not going to look pretty. So. Ouch. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think I think. That they kept the core of the group there, and and like I said last season, they were only two games, six points from possibly third place. So I think uh, it it could go either way. <laughs> I would say it could go either way again. They could they could crash or they could uh, they could qualify in a in a good position. Crazy the Liga.
0: Yeah. I think what we're starting to see, uh, and this is just across the board with, like, the Euros, Copa America, Copa Oro, Olympics is, uh, you know, because of, like, COVID and because of, like, the weird, you know, last year, like, I don't think players are so used to, like, playing that, m- that much games anymore. Like, they're, they had such a long, like, this has been a really, really long season, and you're starting to see a lot of injuries, a lot of injuries, not just in Mexico, this is happening across the board in Europe. In the Euros, a lot of players are getting injured. So it's just like kind of that adjustment. So it's it's a long season. I, I feel bad for some of the players. They're not going to have any vacation time. I think Orbelin Pineda has like one, he had a week off, you know. So it's like, it's just go time. So it's going to be a, a draining summer. We'll have to see what happens with Mexico and the Copa Oro, hopefully. Wait,
1: is, is Jaime, I have to ask you, is Oribe still with
0: Chivas? Oribe is still with Chivas, man.
1: What kind of contract? is just, this guy
0: Just, just <laughs> stealing money, man. Is literally legally stealing money from Chivas. Is it's
1: no, well, America's paying him, not Chivas.
0: I know. Uh, there's gotta be some part of that Chivas. America
1: is pays the the bulk of it. <clears throat> that is damn. That well, I mean, if he's still there, I still ah, like the guy, how, man. How is it that bad, I feel bad
0: that he can't score? Hey, <laughs> uh, tell me if this makes sense. How is it that like. It's free, right? We didn't pay any tr- any transfer fee, and they're paying his salary. But how does it feel that we're still getting ripped off, man? <laughs> it's like we're. St- well, it feels- I just feel like we got like the bad end of the deal. I don't know why, you know, because we're not like. You know, it's like it's like when you go, and you're driving in your neighborhood, and there's like a free couch. You pick it up, you put it in the back of your car, and you're like, all right, cool. <laughs> it's like, but you kind of still it feel, hurts. you kind of still feel like, eh, what's wrong with it? You know, I feel like it I got bed bugs.
1: <laughs> he had bed by He had to fumigate the whole house. <laughs> it cost you more money than if you would have just bought a
0: Like you had to like <laughs> spend money to reupholster it and stuff. You're like, man, this is starting to burn a hole in my pocket. And this was free.
1: Yeah, he was well, you know, because he was damaged goods. America knew he was damaged goods, and they're just trying to get rid of him and uh he didn't he didn't just want to go anywhere you know he has that that fighting spirit and uh and the thing with with uh what's what's his name damn what's his name uh, Iguera. so Iguera needed you know he needed a main player Chivas was had none they had gotten rid of all the stars and they you know he just needed he needed like a, a like a star player and that's that's who he could get so he oh, took the gamble he took the gamble and it, it failed man i mean he took the gamble with Pulido, you know, we've talked about how much of a gamble that was
0: that was a big gamble a guy with,
1: o- a guy with only 14 games in two years and he, he paid close to 20 million that's a that's a hell that of a, a gamble that was a and he, yeah he ended up you know being key for doblete and whatnot. And, and so i think he was probably hopeful like maybe not not to that extent but if he could do half of that it would have been good but man i feel like yeah, he's got he like him.
0: maybe a goal or two registered under his name it's well bad.
1: maybe if jj J. mack is gone he could shoot the penalties now and he can <laughs> get like five goals <laughs>
0: uh he's only scored uh like one goal since his arrival, it's it's bad. Has
1: he like one? I thought he was at zero.
0: Yeah, he scored one.
1: Mestoso or was it?
0: Yeah, he scored one goal. I think uh, in the Copa Emeces against Core Caminos.
1: Ah, uh, uh, there you go. Nah, no, so it doesn't in league is where he's he's at zero.
0: Uh it and says yeah, no, January 2020. He scored his first league goal. Against San Luis, so.
1: Oh, okay, so he does have a legal.
0: He does have a legal, yeah.
1: January.
0: <laughs> I remember he had, he had scored one last season, and it got uh it called off or something. I was like, oh, it's finally happening! <laughs> it he was like, oh no, they took it away, bro. Man, well, if he's still there, man, I it's you just,
1: know I hope he's he's managed to finally recover. He's I don't know what what exactly. It's this injury, but, man.
0: We might as well put a traffic cone in the in the on the pitch, <laughs> like no. that. That like yeah, it's just as effective as him, man. <laughs> so yeah, that is episode two ninety one of Cantina MX Football Podcast. Joel, do we have any closing thoughts before we wrap it up? Damn,
1: let me see. I feel like we're forgetting something.
0: It does feel that way. I just can't. I can't think of anything. I think
1: when this is, I think I read briefly from. I read it on Twitter, but it was brief. How FIFA might take away the World Cup games from Mexico.
0: Oh, I think if like the if they continue to, you know, fail as far as the chant goes and controlling the fans, yeah. they they can potentially. Remove them from hosting the the World yeah, Cup, host.
1: and you Man, know that's the long that's the long term punishment. And, and I'm just <laughs> like, you know what,
0: do it, fucking do it, because you only gave us like a bunch, like a handful of games, right? And it's like eight, it's like eight games, and it, it, none of them are gonna be in the final. You know what? But, USA's our second home, anyways. Fucking take them away. I don't care.
1: But I mean, that's that's you, Jaime. But if you're a stadium in Max. You Want that, that you know, that badge you want to unlock that achievement <laughs> hosted a World Cup game, dude. It's, so you say, Who cares? But you know, the Monterrey New Stadium or the Omni Life or yeah, whoever gets it, they want to and they'll have that plaque, you know, you know, like this game was played here, huh. uh, or so and so. You, you, yeah, Azteca would have like, its third know, the next.
0: Third and, the uh, next match or
1: whatever could yeah. have scored there, and they will be, you know, because like Jalisco, you know, they they were proud that they had that seventy iconic, you know, legendary Brazilian team.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's, no, you know, so. all I'm saying is like Mexico has enough merit to host their own World Cup. The fact that they, you know, ju- did this joint venture with Canada and USA is kind of like a ripoff. You know, they 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 they, they have.
1: I think to the stadiums, Jaime. It was because FIFA. Said that the stadiums that were going to host the World Cup need to meet certain qualifications. They need to be like X amount of people and all of that. So you would, they would have to build a bunch of stadiums. So you, they, had, there's new stadiums, but they're small. Like, like you know, they're not, they're not the World Cup. They're not the World Cup
0: capacity. What are you telling me, they can't host a a final in the in the of Mazatlan.
1: yeah no or not even a final like a group yeah i think minimum
0: minimums like 30 or 40 for a group game 60 for knockout and then 80 for final i think that's the
1: and and so we saw what happened at brazil you know where they had they built all these and and, you know brazil a big league you know they got their league is split in two you know the paulista and the What's the other one called? The, the the Carioca, I think, and the the Paulista, and then they have the state championship. And but you know, there's just a massive amount of teams all over Brazil, and they built a bunch of new stadiums just for the World Cup, to the point where they're not they weren't needed. Some of them were being used like like what? just for like that tournament. Yeah, no, but they're like abandoned now, and some of them like they were yeah. parking buses. Another one had like squatters. Another one, I think they were rented out. Uh, one, they couldn't even rent it out. They were trying to rent it for like concerts. And it was like more expensive than going to some of the venues that were already there.
0: Like the one it's that's just... in the jungle that is like been <laughs> abandoned now?
1: It's going to, it's gonna, in the future, it's going to be like a, a fighting pit. Dude. It's going <laughs> <laughs> to after, after the apocalypse. Dude. Um <laughs> years for now they're gonna they're gonna be like who could have done it though but,
0: um, mexico could have done it man because i mean they were working... but, i
1: mean built a bunch of stadiums that were not gonna get no done. not not I
0: build mean... but like um what do they call that like when they like take a stadium that's already there and they kind of like oh, What's yeah, the word that's a
1: lot of money yeah but yeah, they, they could have done it. it yeah but look at like look at jalisco no one's gonna
0: upgrade that jalisco um, could have gotten an yeah. upgrade a facelift i think i did already you have Monterrey no, but, but, Stadium, I mean, you have Chivas Stadium.
1: Jalisco, Jalisco doesn't belong to a club. I know. So, I mean, why would they do it? Do you know what I mean? World Cup. It's... it's, Yeah, but, but then it's like... Then you have you like... Only, you might only have two or three games, and that's the thing. Is it worth, like, you know, someone's going to front all that money. So, it's it's, it's to the point where it's like... It, it, no one's, unless you have a club where you're going to play week in, week out. They could have done it, man. Not
0: much. I, Mexico, I'm I'm confident. Mexico's already hosted like a bunch of like under, you know, like youth tournaments in that time span too. But you know?
1: And you know what I'm going to say? If anything, Jalisco needs to be like maybe shrunken down and it's made it smaller, you know?
3: Oh, More now that smaller. Chios aren't there?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because maintenance cost, you know? And, and and so the bigger the stadium, the more it big, big reason they did it with it was, uh, you know, with Azteca and they done it with other stadiums. I mean, the Maracanã, the, the I mean, what was it like 2K? And 200. They shrinking it because. Yeah. Yeah. They had to keep shrinking it because, man, imagine just to clean it, what would it cost? <laughs> uh, and and it's, you have to clean it all the time, not just after a match, you know. So it won't deteriorate. So I mean, man, just that that bill must have been hella expensive. So th- those are the things where it's like, okay, expand Jalisco or modernize it, and then is you won't be able to get a lot of that money back for a long time because um you know, and and yeah, then but it's, like, it's crazy uh, with the ticket. Monte, Monterrey tickets has money though.
0: Just, Monterrey. Oh like, yeah,
1: but they already did it. Like Monterrey, the stadium and Tigres might be doing but i mean that's there's still only a handful of stadiums you know they, how many stadiums do you need, need for like the World 14. Cup
0: you probably need like what like ten to twelve maybe
1: yeah, yeah, and so Mexico's like at half of that
0: all I know is cruzul we'll Azul need a stadium, so I mean they're gonna get one eventually <laughs> um what else I mean there's a few stadiums that could that could like Nesmo 10, you know toluca they they already. They already did their stadium. You know, I think they, they could have pulled it off. But, you know, if, if FIFA is going to be like... Well,
1: well, you know, you know, they can't, they can't host the World Cup. What they can't do is meet the FIFA standards. Which ah. are, they're the ripoff, you know. It's, it's a bit of a ripoff because then it's like you have to think, okay, well, if they're building... You know, that's contracts that are going to be made to build stadiums and to build all this other stuff, you know and so then you got to wonder where what companies are going to get those contracts it's, it's the business there man it's a
0: lot of politics
1: it's man it is dude it is who you know who's going to provide the cement and all that <laughs> and so you know it's no you know cuz they're going to build this and so it is it, it is with the whole thing where it's like that's why okay so how do, how do we you know how how do we sell more of this stuff well make them make them have a new stadium You know, that way they have to build it and then you have to get an architect firm to, to, to design it and all that. So I I do think it's connected. It's time, man. Like look at
0: boom. stadium, man. That place is a shithole, man. I mean, no disrespect, but man, that, (laughs) that stadium is just like, you got the track around the field. Like, come on dog. Like,
1: yeah. Well, because it was built for the Olympics.
0: Yeah. It's like, must so deserve a uh, something better than that. Playing in the freaking noon on Sundays in the sun, no shade. Like, man, that is just brutal. I feel yeah, so bad the for the thing.
1: Th- is, it's that's not their stadium, though. It, it's the university. The university. Stadium. So they don't have their stadium. So they have to, you what? know, they're, they're what the what. But the university. It's
0: like of unexcusable. I mean, sure they like the the Mexico City man, like so, like the mo- one of the most populated you know cities in the world. Unexcusable that they only have like one stadium. Like that place should have like four or five stadiums. You look at like,
1: well, I mean, there's the Universitar- Well, there's three three of the bigger stadiums. You know, the Azteca, the, the where Cruz Azul used to play. I forgot what it's called. They keep changing the name. Estadio but- <laughs> like, Azul. Grana the Stadio Azul, and then the Olimpico Universitario. But yeah, you're right. I do think they, they should have been more. Dude, you, should,
0: look at, they, they, they need to go to Argentina just once and, and, and see <laughs> how those, like they have a stadium next to a stadium. Like that's, that's how intense it is out <laughs> there. It's like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the student was next to a, a bullfighting. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's, that's not that bad. Yeah. A, a, a bullfighting, uh, stadium yeah yeah no no i mean i do mexico could could easily organize the world cup what they can't do is meet all those stadium qualifications that that fifa imposed for obvious you know just to get all these countries that are going to host to start building a bunch of shit that they're not going to need that's you know i think that's where the of the business life.
0: There's even a a state like the nicest stadium in the second division, Zacatepec. They have a really nice stadium. That that should be a a first division like stadium. That's is, is really nice.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah. Want to appreciate everyone for their ongoing support on Cantina MX. Uh I made that I photoshopped that photo earlier the the thumbnail of this episode, a lot of people didn't like it. They didn't understand it. Sometimes you make things, and it's there's, there, you know, it's just a troll or so just the a, one, the
1: one with with Tata as a clown. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> I posted it on the subreddit, and was like, "I don't understand what this means." And there, was, I got, I, I just got so entertained from all the comments of people trying to interpret it when there's literally like no meaning. It's just me, just there was no meaning. It was just me having fun on MS Paint, you know, just. <laughs> I just think it's ironic that like you know you have this crisis with no strikers you have this guy who's scoring ten goals in the mlS he's the perfect guy for the for the job and you know you're gonna your pride or your prejudice gets in the way of him meriting a call-up you know so that's that was my inspiration and then just putting a clown wig on Tata for for being a clown and and chicherito crying so I don't know I just it all kind of meshed together but sometimes you know, like when it comes to like modern art or whatever, like you go to these modern art exhibits, and there, sometimes like the artist just makes it just to get a reaction out of people, but there's no uh, no deeper meaning. It's like the, it's just that is the meaning is like to to upset people or to you know that's just that's just what the whole point of the 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 piece was, <laughs> and that was my intention with yeah. this. <laughs> nah, well,
1: I'm, all I'm gonna say is um that. Keep in mind what what you're saying Jaime. keep, keep in mind like your your thoughts on this because like in maybe five years we're gonna get the, behind the music and we're gonna get I hope so the, a lot of the reasons and then you'll be like, oh snap I was right or or I was way off
0: yeah I was although way off. Y- that stuff doesn't really spill years later though right? Like,
1: no, it does. It does, dude. It does. And you like, see the Hugo Sanchez with the World Cup 94 when they... um, um, So there was the whole thing. I don't know if you remember. So The, the World Cup 94, Mexico versus Bulgaria, and I think Mexico was winning 1-0, and then um, Bulgaria goes down a man. I don't know if when they went down, a man, I don't know if Mexico was winning or the game was tied. Can't remember because this was ninety-four.
0: Let's see. The top of my head, Risto scored the first goal six minutes in, and then Aspe scored ah, a penalty to tie the game in the eighteenth okay. minute.
1: Okay, I was I was off. But then they had a red card, I think, in the second half.
0: Luis Garcia red it, card fifty-eight minute.
1: No, no, no. Be, before before Luis Garcia. Oh. Bulgaria. Bulgaria goes down on man first. Oh,
0: Emil, 50th minute. Yep.
1: Fiftieth minute. So after he went see my memory was off, but I do remember that. So so um he goes off, I believe. They they go down a man, game is tied. And I think you see uh cause he hadn't done any cambios, Miguel Mejia Baron, who was the coach. And and then they you see the team start warming up. And Hugo Sanchez was warming up. And and you did see, like, Stoichkov say later how when his squad saw Hugo, that they got scared, that he had to calm them down. Like, hey, chillax, dude. Chillax, he's, you know, we got this. And so you kind of see what impact it would have had he gone in. But he ends up not going in. He sits down. And wow. people claim that, that that Televisa made the call to say, like, don't don't put him in. What? But but then, that was, that was like the rumor, you know? Crazy. Because Hugo, around that, around that time, he tried to organize a players union. So they were saying that they punished him. That was one of the, one of the, like the rumors, you know, you always hear the rumors. But, but Hugo ended up talking about it and, and also Mejia Barón and so basically Mejia Barón wanted Hugo to play Benjamin Galindo's spot. So he was going to, So about Kalindo and then put him in and who was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to play there. So then he he just decided not to. Wow. But see, they did talk about it and that must have been like 10, 15, maybe 20 years later. But eventually they, they talked about it, whether it's true or not, but they, they said they talked about it. And so you will hear about this, I may, might be 10 years from now put it on your list i need answers i still still got stuff that i've been patiently waiting (laughs) it's like
0: uh what's that thing with the government where like after a certain amount of years they have to release like the files i think after like 50 (laughs) years or something like i think we're just now being able to look at all the jfk files but you have to you have to like wait a certain a certain amount of years before yeah you get the truth
1: it's true and it does happen like that where it gets to the point where it doesn't matter anymore or or whatever for or whatever reason was that they weren't saying it, but yeah, you do, you do get, you do, you do get the behind the music, man. You get the stories. So we'll, we'll find out eventually. We'll find out eventually. <laughs> like eventually they'll both say they end up saying their, their version of it.
0: All right. Well, thank you all for uh, co-hosting tonight. Make sure to follow us on the Cantina MX handle on Twitter. We'll we'll be there in L.A. for the friendly against Nigeria on Saturday the 3rd. Be there or be square. Hope everyone has a good night.